You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, I'm Claire Murphy. This is The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. That's a line from one of the 1980s classic ghost horror movies, Poltergeist, the story of how a family is relentlessly haunted by a malevolent spirit. For centuries before those movies were released, and now some 40 years after, we are still as consumed with ghost stories as we've ever been, with podcasts now taking us deep into true stories of spirits inhabiting the homes of the living. Today, we look at why humans are so obsessed with ghosts, and how it actually may help us make sense of the world we live in. But first, your news headlines for Monday, November 27. On the third day of the truce between Hamas and Israel, Hamas says they've released 13 new hostages, three Thai citizens and one person with Russian citizenship who'd been held in the Gaza Strip to the Red Cross. The release of the people taken by Hamas fighters in a bloody attack on Israel on October 7, where around 240 hostages were taken, is expected to be mirrored by Israeli authorities releasing another group of 39 Palestinian prisoners, as on previous days of the truce. There are calls for the truce, which ends today, to be extended, but both sides have said they will immediately resume hostilities once it's over. Former Liberal MP Dave Sharma is back in Canberra, this time in the Senate, selected by his party to replace retiring former Foreign Minister Maurice Payne in the Senate. Mr Sharma beat former State Treasurer Andrew Constance for the position, the party choosing the more moderate Sharma, despite Mr Constance being endorsed by opposition leader Peter Dutton. Mr Sharma used to be the federal member for Wentworth before losing his seat to Teal Independent Allegra Spender in the 2022 election. It seems romance scams are on the decline, while false billing is starting to catch Aussies out more than ever. The National Anti-Scam Centre has reported a 16% drop in losses from all scams in the four months since it was established in July, with romance scam losses dropping by 28% and investment scams by 6%. But losses from false billing jumped by 25%, with 450 businesses who reported falling victim to the scammers losing around three quarters of a million dollars. False billing scams involve you receiving a bill for something you may not have experienced or ordered, like a listing in a business directory like the Yellow Pages, advertisements in magazines or journals, office supplies you didn't order, or the registration or renewal fee for a domain name. Friends and family have said their final farewell to former Home and Away and X Factor star Johnny Ruffo, who passed away from brain cancer earlier this month. The public memorial was held at Ruffo's former high school in Perth, a eulogy delivered by former Home and Away castmate Lynn McGranger, as more than 500 people joined the ceremony to pay their respects to the 35-year-old who beat the cancer in 2019 before it returned again a year later, taking his life on November 10. His girlfriend Tani Sims told the crowd that not everyone gets to experience the kind of love the couple shared, saying she will be forever grateful, calling Ruffo her soulmate and her source of strength and courage. 
fiancé has skipped the red carpet for the premiere of her own movie, choosing to greet the A-list guests inside before they watch the big screen version of the Renaissance World Tour. Guests who weren't told what the event was, only a time and date and to dress in cosy opulence, only getting the venue location 24 hours beforehand, included Lizzo, Janelle Monet, Gabrielle Union, Hayley Berry, Laverne Cox and her mum Tina Knowles. It was also a rare reunion with former Destiny's Child bandmates Kelly Rowland and Michelle Williams there, along with founding members Latoya Luckett and Latavia Robertson. That's your latest news headlines in a moment. Today's Deep Dive. Recently, over on our sister podcast, Mamma Mia Out Loud, co-host Holly Wainwright shared a recommendation for a new podcast. I have a recommendation that I think is echoed by one Jesse Stevens. Mm. It's actually your sister, Claire Stevens, who put me onto this. It is a podcast called Ghost Story. Everybody is talking about it. Have you ever seriously pissed off your in-laws? A few years ago, I started investigating my wife's family history, specifically whether my wife's great-grandfather actually committed a perfect crime. And my in-laws, well, they're not exactly thrilled about it. If you come out with a piece that says he was a murderer, then I will be sorry that we ever said we would contribute. So why am I doing this? Well, the woman who was murdered, she was my wife's great-grandmother. And I think she might be haunting the house I grew up in. Ghost Story has been described as an addictive tale of murder and haunting. And after Holly shared that recommendation, many listeners also shared their own ghost stories. Some funny, some frightening, but all about the souls of the dearly departed, who are not able to leave this world, stuck here by some invisible tie. A large portion of humans truly believe in ghosts and actually quite enjoy the thought of it. But why? For as long as humans have been in existence, we've had some sort of relationship with the afterlife and those who inhabit it. Many of thousands of years ago, it was believed the spirits of the dead would return if the rituals in burial had not been adhered to. But it was the ancient Romans who really started to document their ghost stories. Letters that still exist today tell tales of ghosts and ghouls reflecting their very human interest in the importance of the soul, of being part of a bigger picture, of proper burial and the spiritual goodness collected through one's life and its ability to give you good stead transitioning to the next world. A ghost, of course, is based on a very ancient idea that the spirit of a person exists separately from the body and that the spirit can continue to exist in this world long after your physical form has ceased to function. Funeral rituals were created as a way to ensure that the spirit moved on too and didn't return to haunt the living. But some spirits don't make that journey. Most seem to not be able to do so due to some kind of emotional turmoil or traumatic end to their life that anchors them to this world. In the first century AD, Roman author Pliny the Young penned one of the first real ghost stories, writing about the spectre of an old man with a long beard who haunted his home in Athens, rattling chains. In these stories, the ghosts don't seem to harm people. They just hang around, making a nuisance of themselves. It was the writers of Gothic fiction in the late 18th century where ghosts became much more menacing. Stories in this time included tales like Frankenstein, Dracula 
and the festive classic A Christmas Carol, where the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future visit Ebenezer Scrooge. Over the centuries, real-life ghost sightings have become legend. Sometimes they're even famous. The spirit of Anne Boleyn, the second wife of King Henry VIII, who was executed in the Tower of London in the 16th century after being accused of witchcraft and treason, has reportedly been spotted at the Tower itself and at her childhood home. Abraham Lincoln's ghost has reportedly been seen at the White House, while the spirit of former UK PM Winston Churchill is believed to still linger aboard the HMS Queen Mary. Every city in every country in the world has a rich tapestry of ghost stories to share, including here in Australia, where regional Victoria is haunted by the ghosts of the patients who once occupied the Aradale Mental Asylum. Kapunda, an hour out of Adelaide, is considered to be the most haunted town in Australia. The local hotel, hosting several ghosts, including two small children, and a malevolent figure in black, possibly that of Dr Blood, a man who once performed awful experiments on people in the area. There's the spirit of Ned Kelly, who's reportedly still haunting the old Melbourne jail, where he met his end at the end of the hangman's rope. And Tasmania's Richmond Bridge is where you can find the ghost of George Grover, who was murdered while overseeing repairs. Some claim to have been stalked by his aggressive spirit. Movies have both celebrated and embraced the spirit world. From 1982's Poltergeist that terrified us... Do not go into the light! Stop where you are! Turn away from it! Don't even look at it! The 1989 Field of Dreams brought back the ghosts of bowl players past to play in Kevin Costner's cornfield, which warmed our hearts. Part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good. Hey! this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Ghost from 1990 even made us believe we could have a romantic relationship with a spirit, with Demi Moore's very much alive character getting down with Patrick Swayze's very dead one. You can hear me? Sister, don't you hear him? I don't believe this. Hey, you. Hey, you. My name is Sam Wheat. Can you hear me? Sam Wheat. Say my name. Say it. Leave me alone. Our love of the otherworldly is evident with the increasingly more popular celebration of Halloween, which is rooted in the ancient Celtic festival of Shawin, where bonfires would be lit to ward off ghosts and welcome the harvest at the end of summer. It's also believed to be the night of the year where the veil between the dead and the living is at its thinnest, allowing spirits to travel back to our realm. El Dios de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead, which lands around the same time as Halloween, goes back to the Aztecs. But the more modern festivities centre around the idea that on this day, the gates of heaven are opened and the spirits can rejoin their families for 24 hours. Remind me how I know you. <laughs> We're your family, mijo. <laughs> Papa Julio? Hola. He doesn't seem entirely dead. So we sometimes fear them, but we also want to know everything we can about them. Some claim to be able to contact them. We create elaborate stories around them and there are too many movies to count about them. So why are humans so obsessed with the spirit realm? Eddie White is an associate professor of practice in the Department of Public and Applied Humanities at Arizona University. He teaches a class called Weird Stuff, how to think about the supernatural, the paranormal and the mysterious. Eddie, why do we carry this fascination with the spirits? 
it seems to be part of the human condition. It seems to be literally what makes us humans. And belief in the paranormal and the supernatural has been part of the, the human condition for a long time. Belief in ghosts, for example, I mean, predates even written language. And, and belief in the paranormal and the supernatural has been around a long time before science came along, let's say, you know, about 400 years ago. It's almost like a normal, uh, a universal aspect of, of the human condition, I think. Can you look at it as a way for us to kind of understand our place in the world, this idea that we're not just a randomly thrown together bunch of atoms with no purpose? Does it kind of give us an identity beyond sort of our physical form? Most certainly. I mean, there's a few different reasons for belief in supernatural or, or having supernatural beliefs. And, and the idea you just mentioned of, of smallness is part of it. Because, I mean, we, we consider, we look out into the to the hugeness of the cosmos and, and also in, in, in terms of time periods. And we do seem very small. And so these supernatural beliefs connect us to bigger things and, and to, to others, but also to larger things. For example, in, in course I teach, uh, we spend some time just examining um, astrology. And then astrology has been called, you know, the, the mother of supernatural beliefs. That's an example of just being connected to a bigger system or, or a bigger phenomenon. So the, the idea of, of smallness is certainly an important reason. Uh, I think another important reason that I explore with my students is just uh, our, our mortality and just the whole big mystery. Of, of what happens to us uh, after we die. And that central idea is, is an important one in looking at different types of supernatural phenomena, including ghosts or, or angels communicating with the dead. You know, the smallness that you mentioned is definitely a, a factor. I know you said that believing in ghosts, you know, goes back almost as far as human history. But what role does religion or maybe lack of religion now play in that too? Because I guess for people to believe in something bigger than themselves, believing in a church or a religion is a way of compensating for that. But do you feel like maybe we're shifting more into the supernatural paranormal area because we are becoming less religious? I think so to to some degree. Recently, I, I took my students, we went on a, a ghost hunting tour here in, in Tucson in Arizona. I gave them an article to read about just ghost hunting as people uh, get into it also as a, as a spiritual experience, especially with, with younger people. And there's, at least in the United States, maybe it's true in Australia and, and other parts of the world, the association with organized religion is, is, is on the decline. But people are still this hunger and desire for meaning and connection is maybe even, even stronger than ever. You know, people are still reaching out and looking for things to connect with. And, and, and uh, the paranormal and the supernatural is definitely uh, something that people are latching on to. There's a connection to that with the decline in belief in organized religion. If a belief in sort of ghosts and the supernatural is helping us feel less small and maybe give us some idea of, you know, what happens to us next into the great unknown, then what role does our belief in things like, I don't know, Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster, what does our belief in those kinds of things say about us? What do monsters mean? 
it's this whole idea of, of this mystery and mysterious things. Stories about Bigfoot and, and other creatures like that have been around for a very long time as well. I mean, and similar to um, to ideas about about ghosts. When we're talking about the supernatural or the paranormal, we're loosely defined. We're talking about things that exist or occur outside the natural world, and maybe part of it is is connected with ideas of being scared or or fear or being frightened in some way as well. Eddie, just finally. What do you think about, you said you took your students on a, you know, a ghost hunting tour. What do you think about people who, whose careers kind of exist around this, ghost hunters or mediums or people who feel like they can contact, you know, the other side, whatever that may be. What do you feel about people who do this? That's a great question. And it's one that we explore with our students as well, because I tell the students so many in our classes about the paranormal and the supernatural. It's also about critical thinking, but it's also very much about people. So people are the focus of our inquiry. And one of the reasons is is the people who believe in, in the supernatural and the paranormal, but also people who, who say they have paranormal and supernatural abilities. What seems to be the case is that the majority of people who, who say they have paranormal or supernatural abilities, for example, communicating with the dead or, or being able to read somebody's future, they seem to be legitimate and genuine in the sense that they actually believe that they can do the things that they can do. Having said that, I mean, I'll give you an example of the, the whole phenomenon of communicating with the dead. That is a, a phenomenon that there are people who have a strong negative reaction to that. And people who will say that you are trying to influence people or make money off people's grief. And, and there are sides to this that can be very harmless and silly. You know, for example, uh, astrologers or, or, or things like that, that, that it doesn't seem to be particularly consequential. But if people are making claims that they're able to, you know, communicate with, with relatives who have died, then there's a, a negative side to that and a whole host of, of moral and ethical issues that, that go with that as well. So Eddie deals with supernatural and paranormal on the daily, but does he believe in ghosts? My class is called Weird Stuff, How to Think About the Supernatural, the Paranormal, and, and the Mysterious. So one of the things that is part of the class, I also teach students critical thinking and skepticism. And, and the idea is that we proportion our belief to the evidence. I haven't had any personal experience with ghosts. My wife certainly has. She believes them. I guess you could put me on, on the skeptical side of defense related to ghosts. The Quickie is produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Callie Borg, with audio production by Jacob Round. <laughs>